All right, it might be hard to believe, but we are into February, sir. So we are moving right along. And uh, since it's February, we will take a look at the February schedule for the Avalanche. Might be a short month and not a ton of games, but it's a little bit of a challenging schedule for the Avs. So we'll take a look at that. We have a couple more Instagram questions to get to and a few more midseason grades to get to. So a brand new episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, the Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Uh, and go Broncos. I know this is a yeah. uh, Avalanche uh, podcast, but uh, if you haven't, I'm sure you guys can go tune into uh, Locked On Broncos to hear Cody and Sayer talk. All about the new hire. I think it's 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 a it's a good day in Bronco Nation right now. I think it is. Uh, I think most people would agree with me that getting Sean Payton was probably like one or one A on the list of where they wanted uh, who they wanted to get for a coach. So uh, I think he's the perfect guy to write the ship. So, yeah. uh, what do we say? We're not going to say let's write anymore. Let's just say who can we take who that? Let's just go back. Oh, no, God, that, that, that might be sacrilegious. Let's go back to let's go. Come on. Let's, let's, go. let's keep things simple. I think yeah. that's the mantra this year for the Broncos. Just keep it simple. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. So, um, all right. So today we will be getting to, like I said in the beginning, we'll get through some Instagram questions and uh, some grades. Today we're going to be doing Miko Rantanen, JT Comfort, Alex Newhook. And for our defender, we will take Devon Taves. So that'll be the four, the three forwards and uh, one defenseman that we will be grading. A couple Instagram questions, but where we're going to start is we do this at the beginning of every month, new month, and new games within that month. So uh, we are going to take a look at the February schedule, which doesn't even start till technically next week because yep. of uh, the All Star weekend and the All Star break that's happening. So um, we'll get if, if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to throw it up on the screen. There you go. And uh, as you can see, that first week is cut off. Because, like I said, there's no games until February 7th. Um, but you take a look at this, and it's not as full as past months. Really, like December and January, it was game, day off, game, day off, game. And, you know, you maybe had a back-to-back in there somewhere. Uh, this, it's a little bit, you get a little bit of a breather in terms of days off. But you look at those teams that they're playing and, you know, you really don't get any night off no matter what day you're playing in terms of like who you're playing because that's the NHL. But look at these teams. man. So when you come back from the break, your first three games are on the road. Nothing like starting a, a East Coast road trip after you're off for an extended amount of time. So on the 7th, you're in Pittsburgh day off and then in the ninth you're in tampa to play the lightning i think a lot of people have that one circled and then a day off and then against the florida panthers so those are your first three games 
coming out of the all-star break. Okay. And then a couple days off, then you're back home against Tampa. Again, you play a back to back the very next day. You're playing at Minnesota a couple days off and then another back to back in St. Louis and then at home against Edmonton and a four day off stretch. And then another back to back in Winnipeg and then at home against Calgary, and then one day off and a home game against Vegas. So, wow. So, while you don't have a a large number of games, every single one of these games is against a legitimate team. This is going to be a challenging month for the Colorado Avalanche. You have your top of the league like Tampa's. You have, of course, Vegas. They've been making some noise. Edmonton, it's Connor McDavid. It doesn't matter what their record right. is. Yeah. He could have one of those four or five point games, and you could be on the other end of the highlight reel. But when you come against teams like Pittsburgh, they're making a playoff push. They're still trying to establish themselves. Florida, we've we've been over the conversation with what Florida is and what they can be. You don't know. St. Louis, it's a revenge game in St. Louis. And those that's, fans, that's the weakest team, right? In, in this entire month is St. Louis, but they have the home field, the home ice advantage with yeah. the last time we were in that building, it did not go well. And yeah. those St. Louis Blues fans were rowdy and they don't forget. So, I mean, the opponents and the stipulations around it are this it's a perfect time for the Avalanche to get things together and get back to their winning ways because they are going to need it for every single game this, this month. Looking at the standings right now, um, so where where is so the Panthers are three points out of a playoff spot to Pittsburgh, um, and Pittsburgh does have three games in hand, so they're in a pretty good spot. Pittsburgh is so the only teams that are not playoff teams are the Panthers and St. Louis. That like those are your only because Edmonton's got a wild card right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wild, as you know, right now at the break, uh, Minnesota is third in the Central. Um, obviously, Winnipeg is second. Calgary, I'm sorry, Calgary is, well, they, they have the same amount of points as the Avalanche right now. The Avalanche have two games in hand. Points percentage are probably better. So, the, and they have, so yeah, so, so Calgary is on the outside looking in, but they are right there. Okay, so. And that's I'm added say, stakes to that matchup when we'll we say, roll around to it. Right. We'll say two and a half teams are not in the play. That's a, a grueling schedule, you know, and it's so weird to see so many like white boxes in there as days <laughs> off. Um, you're not used to that many, but when you look at it, three back to backs in a row, and I know you have uh, two days off in between the first and second back to back, and then four days off between the second and third back to back. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I think I've ever seen a team play six there six games in a row, which are, are three sets of back to backs. I don't think I've ever ever seen that. And the, this is like going from Denver to Minnesota, Winnipeg back to Denver, and then you're going St. Louis back home to Denver. Like this isn't like we, you, you start out February, you go Pennsylvania and then Florida. That's kind of convenient. But yeah. then the, the back-to-backs travel is going to be an issue. 
So whatever you accomplish in that first game, whether home or away, you wonder if you can keep that momentum with the travel, with flights being, you know, hit or miss on the day. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen there. So that's something to keep an eye on. I'm not looking forward to those stretches. That that first week in February where it's Pittsburgh off, Tampa off, Florida off, it's the last whiff of normal hockey we'll get for the rest of the month. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, oh, by the way, uh, if, if you're a, a you know avid listener to this show, who, who's the who's the one team that I, I have a lot of disdain for? I just, just don't. It's Vegas. Take a look at that date right there. That's February 27th. It just happens to be the birth date of a certain host of a certain podcast. Uh, so I'm not saying Colorado Avalanche, like, you know, you have to win on my birthday. But if you're playing Vegas, you have to win on my birthday. Don't make my birthday miserable. Like the, the joy of my birthday is in the hands of the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> and and they've, they've, if this has happened a couple of times before. Uh, their outdoor game against Detroit, the Detroit Red Wings in, in uh, Coors Field, that yeah. was on my birthday, and they blew that game. So, uh, well, you you saw what they did to the Red Wings the day before my birthday, so they're yeah. going to carry it over for you. Okay, all right, all right. I'm just saying, the fact that you're going up against Vegas, the team that I despise more than any other team in the league right now. Uh, on my birthday, that is just that—that that is a hand-wrapped gift that the Avalanche could give me. So you're North. saying Sam Gerrard hat trick on your birthday? <laughs> I get you. you imagine that? Oh, yeah. I don't even want the Stanley Cup. Give me a victory on my birthday over the Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights, and I will be a happy Avs fan. So, um, all right, yeah. That, that, that's that's going to be a interesting month of February. Uh, if anybody has any comments on it, I, I know there's a lot of people when the Avs started the season on that back to back. There was a lot of people in the comment section, and I get it that that were like, you know, they hate back to backs. They think they should get rid of them. Uh, I'm just more of the mind of like everybody has to deal with them. So do the avalanche just it's it's, you know, getting rid of them is a whole nother discussion. If they wanted to do that, I wouldn't be against it. Um, But to have three of them like this. And like I said, I know you have games or days off in between. I just that that is grueling to me. That's grueling. So, yeah, then to finish up the month with Vegas, it's not much of a a prize at the end of everything. Yeah. At least that game is at home, the Vegas one. So, all right. Uh, So, yeah, comment away in the comment section. Want to know what you guys think about the month of February. For right now, we are going to hear from, uh, we got FanDuel coming up here, I believe. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, what are what are you gonna your fan duel bet for your birthday sam gerard hatcher oh <laughs> you know, I, I feel prop bets coming on for that thing yeah <laughs> all right we got fan duel and uh, we are really excited about the uh, partnership we have over at locked on with america's number one sports book that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that is even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy and what better time to get involved than the Super Bowl? So download FanDuel now so you can put a uh, bet on the Super Bowl on bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet where you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads 
to who will score the first touchdown or any touchdown for that matter. And uh, even the coin flip. What do you do coin flip? Are you, are you always one or the other or do you have to get the a, vibe of the coin? Yeah, it, it can't even do like they don't even do heads and tails for like Super Bowl anymore. It's always like no. the logo and then yeah. like NFL. Like, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go logo Super Bowl logo. Whatever the lo- if the logo is heads, you're going logo. Okay, that's yeah. a lot of ink. I think I, the thing is like because uh, I think a lot of teams the, isn't like the opposing team or the visiting team mm-hmm. calls, and it seems like they always go tails. Yeah, and I think I would do the same thing too because I'm a Sonic fan. So you go there. You go. You go with tails, right? Tails is a good guy. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook app, it's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid for your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Once again, it's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so we are uh, continuing to get through the Instagram questions of uh, that were sent from last week and kind of spacing these out over the week. Um, so today we have three more to get to. Which one are we going to start with here? Well, I know which one we're going to do last. Why don't we start with the captain, right? Because we all miss the captain. And um, Burgundy Yeti, love that name. Wonderful name. Burgundy Yeti asks, what are we missing? What are we missing most about Gabe Landestog being out? Uh, simple question. Um, not, I would say, kind of like maybe a, a simple answer because we all know what we miss from him. Uh, but there's a lot. There's not just one thing that you miss from him. I know there's one glaring thing that deeper and deeper into the season, I'm missing more and more and more. And it's one word, or it could be two words. Okay, it's the power play. That's two words. Yeah. It's yeah. you, you yep. his presence on the power play, sitting in the slot, commanding and kind of quarterbacking how that power play operates, sitting right in front of the goalie. I miss it every time. Yeah, I think you you miss like the net front presence, particularly on on the power play, but just in general. Yeah, yep. he, he goes there when it's five on five. He's got no problem doing that. Um a lot of people, and I put a, put this in a comment somewhere on on YouTube. Um, someone had said, you know, we're missing like his leadership. I don't think you're missing his leadership on the ice. I'm not. I'm not that type, like. Maybe in some capacity you are. I'm not going to be naive and say like, oh, they're not missing him at all. But they have leaders on this team yeah. that and- when a game is being played, it's not like there's no leadership on the ice. Nathan McKinnon is a leader. Don't give me – he does it in a very different way yep. than Gabe Landeskog does, but he is a leader. Eric Johnson has been on this team for a century. He is a leader. Uh, Cogliano is a veteran leader. You know what I mean? And I think I even threw Kale McCarr in there. Kale McCarr is becoming more of a vocal leader on the ice. Now, where you miss Landeskog is off of the ice. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things that he – like, uh, you know, you hear so many things that what he does with these guys off of the ice – He's a, a presence in the community off of the ice. Um, and I, I don't even know where he is right now doing his. I've heard he's still in Sweden that is still doing like, uh, uh, you know, rehab and stuff over there. Maybe not today, but he has gone there and done so. so. And if you watched that 
that short on the Avalanche uh, YouTube channel about uh, Josh Manson coming mm-hmm. back from like it's a really quick I think it's like seven or eight minutes. Um, it's a great seven, eight minutes of, of, of watching someone come back from an injury. And the one thing that you take away from that is you're not around the guys. Yeah, You are doing your own thing. You're on a secluded island and you're working with a trainer to get back to go with them. Gabe Landis guy is probably in that same situation and he's not even on the ice practicing. Yeah. So that's where you miss Landeskog is the day in day out uh you know communication with the guys messing around with the guys on the ice. I think you have you have uh leadership just fine. And I think the one person that misses him the most is Ben Myers at the airport. Was it at the airport or was that his hotel or not his hotel, like his his apartment or so? it was yeah, somewhere he went, and he picked he him went up. To, I think he picked him up at the airport. Was it at the airport? <laughs> so and that's what I'm saying. That's a captain. That's, that's, that's what a leadership. Captain. That goes a long way for like a young player like Ben yep. Myers. Um, and it's funny you mentioned Ben Myers because uh, our next question, Alejandro Beltran 11 asked, uh, when will O'Connor or Myers score again? Um, if I had the crystal ball for questions like that, I would be running over to FanDuel on a nightly basis and uh, putting my mortgage down. Who would you, um, who would you say scores first? Between those two, I'd say O'Connor. Like O'Connor is getting like hmm. looks. Um, Myers just is not putting pucks on that. <laughs> like he's skating around everybody, but he doesn't put pucks on that. I want to see him do that more. I don't like th- honestly, and I'm just thinking of this like now. Like Ben Myers is almost. I, I wish, and maybe he is. Like Nathan McKinnon would go to Ben Myers, kind of like Nathan McKinnon went to Andre Burakovsky, yeah, and was just like shoot the dang puck, man, yeah. Um, I and I wasn't thinking of seeing how many. I, I, I don't think Ben Myers has that many shots on goal this year. Logan O'Connor does. He's. I mean, if you want to look that up, I'm, I'm going. This, I'm, go I'm very curious. Um, I'm willing to bet it's one of the lower amounts on the team. So I do. I think Logan O'Connor. He, he he's active. He's an active player. He is always involved. He. You have to wonder how much of it in, is in his head right now. 23 uh, shots on the year for Ben Myers. Yeah. Compare. You got the whole list there for the whole team. Uh, no, I just pulled his okay. up on off the hop. Like, okay. I'm just going to go LOC. Let's compare the two. Yeah. Shots on <laughs> uh, Logan O'Connor with 65. There you go. There you go. So he doesn't, he doesn't put shots on net. I, I, I just don't know if he's, you know, get that itchy trigger finger, man. Just start yeah. firing away. And even, even, you always hear that all good things happen when you throw the puck on that. Uh, even if you don't score, you don't have a good angle. I think that's what is his hangup is, is he's too concerned with having like a, a perfect angle. He's in that, that old avalanche habit of needing to do it perfectly. Just throw the thing on that. Even if you don't score, maybe someone's there to clean up the rebound. It's just, you know, hockey one-on-one really. I wonder if that's why he got the call down and he's not enjoying the all-star break with all of his friends because get down there and get some more shots, get warm. Let's go. Which he should be. I mean, and uh, that's a good question. I I I know he's down there, but I didn't look to see if he had anything, if he played the other day. I didn't even look. I haven't looked. Yeah. I I just know he's still down there. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. So go down there, play some games during the break and come back invigorated to shoot. I jokingly, I put up, uh, polls 
um, on to answer his, this person's question, mm-hmm. uh, I put up a poll of what will happen first: a Logan O'Connor goal, a Ben Myers goal, or Gabe Landeskog returns. Oof. Oof. Oddly enough, like oh, Logan O'Connor won, but in second was Gabe Landeskog returns. Oof. So people don't have faith that Ben Myers can score a goal anytime soon. I'll have faith in you, bud. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know when it's going to, I mean, it could happen on any shift. You know what I mean? That That's the beauty of it. It could come to an end at any shift. He'll have I Patrick say, on your birthday. Which one, O'Connor? Yeah. So he's going to have to go the entire month. Will those be his first no. goals of the month? Or? Logan O'Connor will score first and Ben Myers will have a hat trick on your birthday. Okay. All right. Hold me to it. Um, and then Jaron5568 uh, asks, um, how does the off season go? And are we looking at a Taves contract extension? Um, it's kind of a loaded question because there's always a lot that goes on in the off season. Um, I don't know, like for, for the avalanche, it's, you look at like who they, they obviously you have a lot of guys that you're going to need to sign. Um, there's going to be movement. There's going to be like any other off season guys are going to come, guys are going to go. Um, I think your 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 guys that you are kind of put at the head of the list, your priorities to sign um, for me are Evan Rodriguez and JT Confer. They would be my my top two guys to sign outside of the restricted free agents. I'm not counting restricted free agents because you have rights to them. Those deals will get done. In terms of your unrestricteds, I think you are you're zeroing in on JT Confer and you're zeroing in on. Evan Rodriguez, um, because you look at, you know, you have a lot, uh, you go to their cat friendly page. There's a lot of red there and yep. red stands for unrestricted free agents. Cogliano's a free agent. I think this is his last year with the avalanche. Um, I think Darren Helms last year with the avalanche was last um, year. What's up? Darren Helms last year with the avalanche was last year was last year. <laughs> Um, and, and Nieto, Nieto might be interesting. Uh, obviously they like him to bring him back in a trade. So maybe they sign him for, I mean, he only making 850,000. I would take that again. I would take that, that again, especially so, if he comes out as hot as he's been, even though yeah. nothing's really come of it, he's everywhere. So right. $850,000, bring it. And you have that $6 million of Eric Johnson's coming off of the books, which I think the Avalanche have been waiting for for a couple of years now. That's you know as much as the they love him and the fan base loves him. Let's get real, like that. That's a lot of money to be paying him, and that's two and, and a half between Cagliano and Helm that will be freed up. Okay, and you know that six million is basically going right into Nathan McKinnon's pocket, yep. so it gets soaked up right away. Um, the interesting thing, and like when you, when you look at this, let me get rid of this thing here because that's bothering me. All right. Um, Miko Rantanen, after this year, he's only got two more years left on that deal. Oh, seems like he signed that yesterday. I've re- I remember where I was when he signed that contract and stopped the holdout and came back to practice. Yeah. I was in the middle of an Auburn-Mississippi State football game in the really? stadium. Got really? the alert, stood up, and yelled. Yeah. Nobody knew what I was doing. You yelled, touchdown in the middle of the football <laughs> like, We signed Miko Rantanen. <laughs> Um, yeah, two more years left after this year on that, on that deal. Um, so he, he mentions, you know, you, he mentions, uh, Taves, right. You know, do they extend Taves? Um, he's got another year left after this year. 
He's making $4.1 million, which is, in my opinion, the, the steel contract of the league. Um, I don't think they extend him this year. That probably goes into next year. And the reason they're not going to do it now is because they don't know what the cap is going to be. I don't think you're going to see this across the week of teams extending anybody um, that that is going to be deserving of a good increase, and that is Devontae's because you have no idea where the cap is going to be. You don't know where it's going to be. Right now, you don't know where it's going to be next year. You definitely don't know where it's going to be after next season. So you have to wait. You have to hold off on that, and it's going to be up to the wire. Like Whenever they do release that, that number – I'm talking about after, you know, during next season, then you start dealing. But it's going to be difficult to do that when you don't know what that cap number is going to be. I will say we need him to prove it a little bit more next year. Taves? It's been a anything to me. That dude is, I I want him signed, sealed, delivered. Now, I know, I know you love him to death. Mm -hmm. I do. I know. He, this has not been a great start to the year, and no one has needed to break more on the team than Taser. Right. I would, if we have more of the same, if the first half of the season is a duplicate of the second and we get the same production, I want to know where he's trending because last year I would have taken a bullet for him. Now yeah. I would have, I, I'm, I'm cautious because. As you said, the deal's coming up, and then you're looking at 4.1, and then you're going to have the Sam Gerard. Everybody screams about Sam Gerard. I can't have $9 million of two demon that everybody has a complaint about because you want a little bit more from Tate. So I'm interested to see how he does in the second half of this year and next year because was it just where where are we with him? Because he's starting to regress a little bit. I don't I don't think so at all. Like he, mm. he I, I I think he um you know he's he's taken a lot of heat and is, is hurt. Well not hurt, like he's hurting because the team is hurting. So, you know, and that and that weighs on everybody. Weighs you know, with the, the injuries that they've had, um it's it's difficult. It's difficult to you know, you want these guys to step up and in, in some capacity they are. Um but for someone like him, I feel like you know what if this team can get, just get back to being healthy and they can just roll out lines and and pairings like normal, uh, he, he's he's one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. By oh, I I, I love him. Still, I love him a still. lot. He's had he's had some head scratching moments this year so, for me. For me, oh he's he's made some mistakes. Yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And he definitely has. He's set the bar so high production wise of what you can expect out of him. When things are going south and the ship is sinking you look to him and he has those kind of moments you really have to like really take a second look at what we're actually getting and it's just it just caused some concern for me so i think i think the interesting thing with him uh when they they are getting around to talking extension with him that's when you're going to be looking at a sam gerard contract and being like we could use that money uh, going towards Taves, not all of it, not not all of it. Like like like, uh, he will be thirty by that time, which is fine. I got no problem with that. Wait, like you know how Eric Johnson's all his is going to Nathan McKinnon in a sense. Yeah. You wouldn't, you know, 
Taves is is not a, a nine million dollar player, so you're not giving him. You're not giving all of Sam Gerrard's money. Like all I'm saying is, when it comes time to to need to extend Devon Taves, we don't know where the cap is going to be, but uh, it's not just going to have like money floating around. You can just bump him up to what six, seven million dollars. Um, I you know I I think he'd be in that range if he continues to play well. And that is when you might be looking at a move of Sam Girard. And yeah. once again, it's not because the Avalanche don't like his play. It's because they need they need to pay him somehow, and he might be the odd man out. And when you have guys like Bowen Byram, even uh, uh, Baron Barons in in Denver at Denver U, so they might you know hopefully by then he could be in in the mix. I know everybody wants Sam Gerard traded right now. It's not going to happen. I think he gets moved in a year or two because of cap reasons. Hmm. That's why I think Sam Gerard is getting moved, not because they don't like how he's playing. So um, we'll stick with Taves in just a minute, a little bit to do uh, grading. Uh, but first, we need to hear from Built Bar. And if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you have got to try. A built bar. We are one month into the brand new year, and I'm I'm assuming some New Year's resolutions have gone by the wayside. Maybe, Kyle, I'm, are you still? Yeah, with the, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of them do, but you can get back on that uh, resolution horse uh, and uh, make built bar part of it. We we just checked out built.com. And they got some brand new flavors up there. They have a brand new and improved double chocolate bar. They have a limited time raspberry cheesecake, a limited release caramel brownie. And then when I told Kyle this one, um, I, I almost had to call 911 to go over his house. You ready for this one? Banana cream pie puff. Chef's kiss right there. How can you yeah, go wrong with that? Banana cream pie. He had me, and then he said puff, and then I was, I was icing, icing on the cake. Or chocolate on the Built Bar. How about that? Hey. And Because that's exactly what Built Bars have. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. You heard me right. Real chocolate. And now you can even buy them at Walmart and Sam's Club. I don't think these limited edition ones are going to be there. Those you'd have to get at yeah. built.com, but you can get both the puffs and the regular built bars are available at Sam's Club and Walmart. So run into a Sam's Club or Walmart right now, grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors. They you can get the brownie batter and the churro. And you can thank us later for that. Built.com. All right, sir. Uh, some grades to get to. So uh, you want to start with the defenseman because we were just talking about Taves. So we can, yeah. Let's let's go. Let's let's light this candle. I'm gonna rip the bandaid off. Uh, let me let me bring up his stats so far for this season. Forty six games played, three goals with twenty four assists. Uh, that's simple math. I can do that math. That's twenty seven points. Uh, he's got a plus minus of 15. Um, he runs the second power play. I've been throwing the power play points in there when we're doing these, but so no uh, goals on the power play, two assists. Um, yeah, that's really, 
it's kind of where it is for for Devon Taves. So what do you got for him? And by I do want to let you know that he is one, two, three, four, five. He's sixth on the team in scoring. Sixth. Go ahead. I have two eyes, both of them. Go ahead and blacken them both. He's getting the same grade I gave Lekin and he has a B minus. Okay. All right. For and and why? Just because you feel like he I've, has more I've, to offer. Yeah, I feel like this was a step back year. Um I don't know if it's and that's what I'm sitting here trying to evaluate. And I've been trying to for maybe the past three weeks. If the cup run year was him just overachieving, or if what we're seeing now is more of the norm. I I'm I still have a second half of the season to evaluate, but yeah, I would have really liked him to step up a couple times and he just hasn't. Um, there's Taves last was pretty much his, his whole like, career with the avalanche has always been one of, he's just right place, right time. Yep. Always makes a crisp pass. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just kind of like mistake free. He's mm-hmm. just where, you know, you have so many other guys on this team that, that are like the highlight real guys. He can, he, he can be that just in a different way. Like he doesn't try to do too much right place, right time, right pass, right time. Just seems like he does everything right, and the game is just slow to him. Everything just slows. He's very like a smooth operator. Um, so when you had a couple moments during the course of the season where he's made a bad pass or a blind pass, or you know normally could easily get the puck out of the zone and he doesn't, it's glaring. It's like, what's wrong with Devon Davis? And it's like, well, yeah. no, it's you know I think maybe we're just giving him a little bit. You know, uh, we're, we're ribbon on him a little bit too much when a mistake happens because it's just like Devontae doesn't make mistakes with the puck. So, and I'm not going to take that and, 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 you know, crush him with a grade because of it. I think this is a year where it's been difficult for some guys and, and injuries and, you know, playing a lot of minutes. We all want to talk about Kale McCarr and the minutes that he's playing. Taves is playing a lot of minutes too. So maybe things like that are getting to him, but, uh, overall, I still think he, he is, is so important to this team and what they do and how they play. Um, but I, I, I'm not going to go in the A range for him. Um, but yeah, I still think he's having a great season. I think he's having, a, a, I should say, a very good season. Um, so I will go with a B plus for him right now. And, and, Everybody also understand when I'm giving these grades, this is for this first half of the season. This is sure. not yeah, yeah, yeah. as yeah, Taze overall, are. because if usually any day of the week, Taze is A plus, A minus, like he's he's right up there, but you can't beat lose seven of eight and have to climb into the playoffs if everybody's playing A plus hockey. And there hasn't been A plus hockey up until the last two weeks. Right. So yeah. Still love the guy though. He's, yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's turning things around. I think um, defensively, and and the whole defense struggled for a little while too early in the yep. season. So, um, all right, that's where we are with Taze. So for our forwards, we'll start with JT Confer. Um, I think this is one of the best seasons he's had as an Avalanche. Um, where are we here? He is fifth on the team in scoring. Forty-eight games played. Uh, 10 goals, 20 assists for 30 points, uh, four power play goals, 
and nine power play points total. So five assists he's got. Um, he's one of their better faceoff men mm-hmm. at almost 48.5%, which we know that's a struggle for the Avalanche this season. I just think he's he's such a streaky player uh, for his the duration of his career, but he he's been as consistent as he's ever been yep. for this year. So I am going to give JT Confer an A minus right now. Flat B. That's harsh. That is harsh, man. It, usually, wow. usually when we did grades last year, he was usually C plus C. He's always in that C range. Always. This B is him playing incredible, but the streaky is still there. I see. I don't. Uh, let me let me see if I can bring up. Well, I'm not going to go through that right now. I'll take up too much time. But like, it, no, he's a he's a he's a flat B. Like he's right there. Like if if we would have had him come out of the gate with what he's doing now, he would have easily been an A. Uh, when has JT Confer been top five in scoring on the Avalanche? I'm willing to guess never. When, when willing have we to ever? Guess never. When have we had the top five for the Avalanche take the ice this year? It, well, yeah, all at once. True. But he he's you know he's he's already at thirty points for the season. I mean, you're going to tell me JT Confer could get sixty points on the year? I know it's more than halfway. You know he's got, that that's thirty points in forty eight games, so that's more than half the games. But he's got an outside shot for sixty points. And here we are saying how you know uh, Burkowski is is no longer here. He's replacing him. He's replacing J- uh, uh, Burkowski right now in turn because what uh, Burkowski had what sixty mm, five points last year I want to say in that range. So he he's he's got an outside chance if he can get hot for a week and kind of get back closer to uh, maybe a, not not a point per game he's way below that but um, he's got a chance. And if you're going to tell me at the beginning of the year that JT Confer had a chance to get sixty points in the season, I would have said you are crazy. But you're like, you're applying normal K. normal production logic to that. Like it could shut off tomorrow. Oh, absolutely! It absolutely could have could. six games of no production. hundred percent, it could. That's but why his they, B is. Everybody else would be like it. That's an A to everybody else. But like his B, I'm just cautious. I, like I, the second yeah. I start buying in, it's going. You to can be, buy in now. You can buy in right now and at the end of the year say, hey, it didn't pan out. He fell off a cliff for me and I got to go back to the old try and true C for JT Confer. Um, but, uh, you know, the fact that however many times we've done grades and it's always in that C range and now he's having the year that he's having for me, a J, this, for this JT Confer season, this is that, that is he's not a flat A, but he deserves to be an A minus for me. Yeah. You know what? I'll meet you, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll go B plus on him. Okay. I can live with that. I can live with that. Um, let's head over to Mr. Alex Newhook. Uh 48 games played, 12 goals, uh, which seemed like they all came in like the last game. Yeah. Um, eight assists for 20 points. He's a plus minus of two. Uh, and again, he runs the second power play as well. So just one power play goal and one power play. That's it, actually. That's all he's got is is one power. He doesn't have any assists on the power play. Um, Starting to come on as of late. So this could be an interesting interesting grade. What do you got for him? New Hook is starting, like, his grit 
is it's a flat B. Get that out of the way. Mm. Like very flat, very okay. Because of he's hit this new gear and he hasn't stepped back off of it. Like he's playing through injuries. He's continuing just to force and score and make things happen. Like it's a flat B, and it would have been B plus, maybe A minus if he didn't start. <laughs> if he didn't start wow. out the year the way he did. And and for me, like I can't forget that. Yes, he's been fantastic the past couple weeks, but I can't, you know, front load or back load, however you want to say it, his grade uh, because of a couple weeks. I got to kind of take the whole thing into account. And he, he or for, for you know, he's struggled up until recently, which you like to see. You like to see him come out of that. And maybe hopefully what he's been doing recently carries on for the next half, because for me, if it wasn't for these past couple of weeks, he'd probably be like C minus for me. Oh yeah, easily. So easily. I think because these last these last couple of weeks, he doesn't he doesn't catapult himself into the B range. He's at a C plus right now for me. Mm. And if he can continue what he's been doing, you're you know, obviously you're only going to climb that grade. But um, the what he's done as of late doesn't just erase what you know what he did or what he did not do. <laughs> Yep. you know, the beginning part of this season. So I like where he's headed, um, you know, and if I was to give him a report card, I would say, take this home to mommy and daddy and let them know I'm very happy with what you've been doing yeah. lately. Yeah. But um, we see improvement. Yes. Yes. So uh, I, that's where I am with, with new hook would be a, a C plus for now. Um, and then maybe the easiest grade that we could probably hand out for uh, these mid season grades. That's Miko Rantanen. Um, I'll just read the stats because it's fun. Yep. 48 games, 34 goals, 27 assists, 61 points, a plus minus of seven. He's got seven power play goals with 22 power play points. Um, if not for Connor McDavid, he would be he'd be in the in the talk. Well, I think he probably is in the talk for the heart. You you would you have some people saying he might be the leader for the heart if not for Connor McDavid. Um, he he gets my A plus plus. He gets mm -hmm. the double plus for me without without even hesitation. Yeah, B plus. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's <laughs> A plus. A plus a thousand percent. He's yeah. the shining star on this Colorado Avalanche team. And when you have as many injuries as they have, we were saying it when it was happening. Who's going to be the guy to step up? We wanted it to be Miko, um, and he has asked, he has taken it and run with it. So, um, and I'm glad he got voted in. Uh, you know me, I, I, I don't really care about the all-star game. I care more about guys getting the title of being an all-star yeah. at the end of the year when you can total all those things up. Um, just the, the format for the all-star game and who gets voted in is a little wonky because it doesn't seem like a lot of guys actually get in. Yeah. So, um, and the Avalanche with all the star power that they have, um, he's deserving. He's deserving of it. So, um, yeah, I'm happy he gets to go and Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe that's where he gets the most valuable player is in the All-Star game. Ooh. Yeah. I like yeah, that. That's really good. So, um, all right. So that'll wrap it up for today. Comment away over on YouTube or on our uh, social channels. And we'll be back tomorrow with a couple more questions from Instagram and even more uh, grades to hand out. And then if anything else is going on in Avalanche Nation, we'll be talking about that as well. So going to wrap it up thank you for making this your first listen of the day that's always appreciated 
for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.